And I really have found, and I'm a huge advocate, that personal development is professional development. I, I think the more whole and happy and light that you are as a clinician, the better you are and the better you can show up for that patient or that person in front of you. And so trust that it's not the toolbox, it's it's not the book knowledge that you can go and look up anytime. It's how you show up as a human in front of another human that matters. Um, and, and don't judge yourself on anything else. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. Hey guys, Maestro here, and welcome back to another episode of Maestro on the Mic. Today's guest, I am so pumped to have on. She's all the way coming in, coming in live, I guess you would say, all the way from Canada land, like so far away. She is, as they called it up there, a physio, um, and she has not one but two masters. She did a six-year-long fellowship. Six years, guys. Write that down. Six-year-long fellowship. Uh, she owns her own practice up there called Press Play Physio. She's doing so many things. She has a, a mentorship. She's just she's doing so many things. And I brought her on because I wanted to talk about this phrase that's just we're seeing thrown about so much, so much these days of imposter syndrome and new grads coming out and wanting mentorship or wanting to figure out next steps and not really knowing what to do. And I have the perfect answer for you. So without further ado, welcome to the show, my friend, Emma Jack. Thanks for joining us, friend. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to hop on a call with you. This is, uh, the people need to hear this. I I recently had a, I did a course in in Nashville and I stayed afterwards and spoke with one of the attendees who's a, a recent grad for over an hour. And I was just like, I need to bring Emma on the show immediately i like went home and and messaged you and i was like we need to talk about this because oh my god so why don't you start by just telling people who you are what you do a little bit about your background yeah absolutely so um like shante said i uh i've been a physio for about eight years now i've been in practice um but i more recently uh opened my own clinic and my own practice and that was really a product of sort of my journey throughout uh, my physiotherapy career i i you know i when i look at my credentials i feel like i've kind of done it all um yeah. so i did a sport physio fellowship um after i graduated i did my orthopedic um, fellowship. I've, you know, done the FMS, I've done acupuncture, I've, I've done everything. Um, and it was really, um, you know, two or three years ago, once I had sort of finished doing all of these courses, um, where I was still feeling super anxious, I was still feeling intense imposter syndrome, I was having panic attacks, I was burnt out. 
And after doing all these courses, I was at the point where I didn't even want to be a physio anymore. Um, and that was really scary for me. Um, I had invested so much time and energy yeah. into it and I, I was done. Um, so I took some time away from practice and I went, I just went on vacation. I went on vacation alone. Uh, <laughs> That's good. good for um, you. And it was awesome. I, you know, I hiked, I biked, I swam in the ocean. I, I literally went to an amusement park by myself. Look at you. Um, and, uh, I realized how much better I felt and how having fun and just making things easy, how it just all my body felt better my mind felt clearer i had no anxiety whatsoever so when i came back and returned to practice um and you know that's the reason behind press play is mm -hmm. i realized that i had been focused so much on the academics surrounding physio and getting all these courses and all these credentials that i stopped having fun and i lost a huge part of myself you know i i yeah was a physio, but I'm so much more than that. And I hadn't been focused on any other aspect. Um, so with that in mind, and I, I started to change my practice so that it served me better. Um, and I noticed that as I changed, um, my interaction, interactions with my patients changed. Um, and ultimately, it, it led me to do my own thing. And so I, I'm still a physio and, and I work in clinical practice four days a week, but I do it a lot different than I used to. I'm not pushing people through super quick. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have longer appointment times and I keep the atmosphere fun and light. Um, and so with that, um, I think people have caught on that I'm doing something a little bit different. And so I, I have had a lot of newer grads reach out to me um, because I have been so open with my story um, about going through those phases of imposter syndrome and anxiety and um, sort of if I can help people through that a bit faster um, or with more ease, I'm always happy to do that. I have so many questions. <laughs> uh, this is so good. We're, we're our, our, our stories are so different. And this is one of the reasons I was like, I got to bring Emma on. Because for me, I, I didn't have that imposter syndrome. And I'm, I'm I don't say confused when people say it, but I can't relate, which means I can't help yeah. them out the way that I would want to. And I was like, this Emma, she does <laughs> this. So two questions. Yeah. Um, let's start with the, the, the second of the two. We'll make it first, though. What what was it like? Or what what was it like? And what caused that anxiety? And like the stress and the imposter syndrome, what what was it about the day to day, or what did that feel like? Can you can you paint that picture? I think ultimately, um, what I look back on is I think through my sort of academic career, I got so much fulfillment out of you know getting a ninety percent on a test or mm -hmm. you know receiving accolades. And, yeah. and, you know, getting the A plus and, and, and moving forward. And um, once you're out in practice, you don't get that feedback anymore. Ah, um, truth. And you, you don't necessarily know the impact you're having on people. People aren't giving you that sort of praise that yeah, you sort of right. uh, want. And, and I think you're we right. all get into this career wanting to help and wanting 
you know, we're a very giving nature as, as physiotherapists. Um, and so I think a little bit of it also too came from wanting to make sure people were happy with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and wanting to make sure they were happy with their appointment and making sure I was doing everything I possibly could for them. Um, and I think I, we often undervalue how much, uh, we do for people and we don't maybe recognize the impact we have. And so I think I got a little confused, you know, if you have a million Mm -hmm. tools, uh, you're never going to feel like you're doing everything you possibly can for someone. I want to come back to that. Okay. Uh, but I want to keep, I'm going to, I'm going to put that writing it down because it's really good, but I want to go to the second question. Um, <clears throat> actually, I'm going, to, I'm going to tease that one out a little bit more. What did that actually feel like or look like? And I'm, I'm kind of asking again, be, or asking you to like really flesh it out because I feel like maybe some people don't even really realize that that's what they're experiencing right now. This, you know, maybe the anxiety or what that feels like. They're just kind of like, I don't feel right or like I'm unhappy, but they can't place it. Maybe if you could give examples of that. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, one of my like first things I started to notice was Sunday night. I just, I didn't feel good. Sunday night, Mm -hmm. I never felt good. I would start to think about what was happening the next day. I would start to ruminate on who was coming in and what I was going to do with them. And I couldn't really take my mind off of work. Um, And that was starting very consistently. Every Sunday night, I was noticing um, that I just, I was starting to get stressed again. Um, On days where maybe I didn't start till, you know, noon, um, I would spend the morning the entire morning thinking about what I was going to do with people and who was coming in and how is this going to go and how are they going to present? Uh, and I, you know, I would just ruminate on all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately I think the, the big thing for me, um, and, and it really did take this for me to take action on it was when I started to have panic attacks. Um, uh. I, I, it wasn't until really the summer of 2016 um, that I had my first panic attack. And I, I, that was really the moment that I was like, okay, this is, um, this is trying to tell me something, something's not right. I'm not listening to my intuition. I'm not listening to some sort of guidance that, um, things are off. Um, but it can look different for everybody. Um, I think it can, it can manifest in, you know, it can manifest in the body. We know that, you know, you can Mm -hmm. chronic headaches, sleeping issues, just body aches, that sort of thing. It can um, manifest in, in burnout and sort of not putting your best effort in and, and just trying to get through the day and, and looking at your day and just being like, Oh, I just need to get through it. It can like, it can almost be that loss of passion. Um, and that loss of pride in your work as well. Man. So I'm going to tease out a little more of what you yeah. said there. You said about when you have one, when you have a million tools, mm-hmm. then you almost feel like I, you're never doing a good enough job because you could always do better. You could always use a different one. How's it going to work out? Can you speak to that? That's amazing. Yeah. So, you know what? The funny thing now, so, you know, here I am. With as you know, an orthopedic fellow and a sport fellow, and I have all of these tools. And it really wasn't until I got all of those tools that I started to realize how just connecting and communicating with people was my best tool. People weren't coming to me because I could do dry needling or because I could, you know, manipulate their low back. 
people were returning and coming back to me because I was able to make connections with them. And unfortunately, that's something I had all along, but I just didn't trust that that was enough. Um, and, and I think a lot of new grads I work with, um, are the same way. They look at their peers and at their colleagues and they're like, Oh, you know, so-and-so is taking this course and they've done this and Mm -hmm. they've done that. And it's kind of like a keeping up with the Joneses kind of scenario. If they're doing it, I better too. And I look back and I, I just think I sort of, I I always say I shoulded myself all over the place. Like I should take this course. I should volunteer to do this. I literally took hold of every opportunity. Um, And it's not to say that that's necessarily a bad thing, but it is a bad thing when it's at the expense of your own health and wellness. Um, And, and so I, I, I now am a huge advocate for sort of planning your career and designing where you want to go and then taking the appropriate steps. I kind of was like the, I just took everything. I took everything Mm -hmm. and thought that that was going to be valuable. And and honestly, the more courses you take, the more confused you can get, especially as a new grad. Um, You have to have an anchor, you have to have a basis, um, and you have to have the ability to sort of pick and choose what you like and what you don't like. And early on, that's really hard to develop and can be really overwhelming. Um, so trusting yourself in the basics of, of connection and communication and and really getting a strong foundation in what you learn in physio school even yes. is enough. You, you are enough yeah. as is. Um, you don't necessarily need to grab onto too many tools right away. Yes, this is coming at such a good time like clearly we both of us are all about yeah go teach go learn more things absolutely but one of the things that i see especially you know my world of social media right. is that it makes it really easy to see what other people are doing especially they put their totally. highlight reel up there and then they're like oh my god they're at another class or they're reading another book and they're reading another study and like i should be doing that i love that you should did yourself all yeah. of like that's <laughs> so good like and you can see it all the time and i I, even with people that aren't new grads, I see that that kind of like I should be doing this, like that other person's doing that. Yeah. And people will write, will write to me and be like, you know, what course should I take or what should I do? And my biggest thing is that I want people to have problems first before they pay for solutions. And I, I see that. it all too often that you're just like, I'm going to pay for the solution, and I'm like, you may not have that problem ever. And now you've given yourself <laughs> a million tools to try and figure out what the hell to do with and like all you've kind of needed was a hammer and you had that from your original toolbox. Exactly. This is Um, so good. And and I think too, again, I I think social media is great for so many reasons, but it can also create this idea that you are your career. You, Mm -hmm. you are solely Mm -hmm. just a physio. And I think that's a really dangerous spot to be. I think we have to make sure as healthcare providers, when we're giving so much energy to people and we are putting so much of ourselves out there that we're also feeding ourselves and we're feeding the other aspects of ourselves and and knowing that it's okay on a weekend to not read a paper or not open a book, you know, like go do something you like. I'm sure everybody did lots of things before physio school and and this is, it it shouldn't take over your life. Yeah. Emma, you said that you know, one of the ways you started kind of combating this, you said that you changed your practice. You changed like how you're practicing. What What does that mean? What did that look like? 
Um, that looks like a, a lot of different things. So the clinic <laughs> I first started at as a new grad, it was a very um, well-known clinic in the area. It's a great reputation. It's a, a highly acclaimed sport medicine clinic. Um, and, you know, it runs on 15-minute appointments. So Ooh. oftentimes, you know, I had four to six people yeah. there at a time um I was sort of like hand hand gesturing directions as to what people were going to do um and it was pretty chaotic pretty hectic and I I got to the point there where I sort of thought I loved telling people where I work because there was prestige with it it mm-hmm. um, had a great reputation but I really didn't feel like I was able to do my best work there um, and so I have, I've worked in a couple different, always, um, private sort of outpatient orthopedics. Um, and the model works a little differently in Canada than it does the U S yeah. but, um, it would be more closely associated with like a cash based, um, practice. Um, and I, I got to the point within that model where I, I'm willing to pay, take a bit of a, a, a pay cut in order to have mm-hmm. more time with people in order for mm-hmm. it to be one-on-one. That's something I feel really strongly about. If somebody's coming to see a physio, I want them just seeing me. Um, and I want to make sure I carry them through that appointment. Um, it can work a number of different ways, but for me, that's what feels best. Um, my environment is probably the biggest thing I changed. So I, I had worked in, again, I had worked in a couple clinics and they, you know, were lovely facilities, but they felt like healthcare. Um, okay, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I sort of describe mm-hmm. them as beige, a little sterile, uh, <laughs> obviously clean, but like, you know, just kind of beige. beige. Um, and so <laughs> my, my clinical practice, maybe I went uh, completely the opposite way. But, you know, it's fun. I, I have uh, pink pink paint on the walls. I have probably every color possible. Obviously, I chose my equipment, so it's all bright and colorful, too. Um, I have fun music going. Um, I have, you know, everybody who comes for a new appointment writes their goal on a post-it note, all different colors, and they're all over some of the mirrors. Like, I want people as much as, yes, people are coming to me at a really hard time. They have an injury. They're not able to do what they want to do. I want to show people that healthcare can be fun. We can make this uh, a good experience, a positive experience, and ultimately maybe leave people better off than um, even before their injury. So I try and and, um, I'm trying to change that environment as well. You know, healthcare can be fun. This can be a really positive, uplifting experience. Um, And that changes my mood too. Um, So the environment was key. Uh, and I do have like, otherwise I do have like some group classes and stuff like that, that I do sort of pod, uh, rehab. (laughs) And then, uh, I also don't work as much, you know, I, that, I, that was a conscious choice I made. I know for myself, I'm really good to do patient care for about five, five and a half hours. And after that, I hit a bit of a wall. Um, yeah, that's a long time. So I, I know that and I stick within that now versus pushing myself to work 40 hours a week. I, I probably work about 24 clinical hours a week. I love it. Um, and that's enough for me. And that's where I know I do my best work. Um, because before 
that that poor patient that I saw in hour eight, they just weren't getting the best <laughs> yep, of me. Exactly. You're, like, <laughs> you're not getting my best. Self. You're not getting my best. <laughs> they're um, they're and so you're not going to get the best outcomes. And that, I mean, it's not only not good for the patient, but that didn't feel good to me. And yeah. the, those were the kind of things that started to eat away at me. Um, and so I, I, sure. I wrote down some of my non-negotiables, figured out how to mm-hmm. make, make it work and made it happen. Emma, this is interesting to me, very interesting to me, kind of tying this. On one hand, we have, you know, this this phrase, this term like imposter syndrome, and we have like just this like overwhelm and like, you know, seeking validation through more schooling and things like that. That does not strike me as the person who then has the gumption, if you will, to go and start their own practice. How did that happen? (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, it's been a journey. I look back and I I can't help but, I mean, obviously in retrospect, I can't help but be so grateful for that anxiety that I did have because it's been a massive, massive teacher for me. Um, You know, it's been a number of different avenues. I I mean, I'm a huge advocate for therapy. (laughs) I did Uh too. So good. I, I think... You know, between doing that, getting on onto some of the right podcasts, including yours, um, reading the right books, getting around the right people, you know, figuring out who were sort of the energy drains in my life and who were the people Mm -hmm. that I really aspired to be more like and getting around them. Um, I've worked with a few coaches. I've done, uh, like, uh, trust me, I've done the, I've put a lot of work I've done the deep dive in the personal development work um and I really have found and I'm a huge advocate that personal development is professional development um because once I did that work my practice my my physio practice changed completely um and it was once I figured out who I was and what I needed than I was sailing. But I think we can get really stuck in thinking we need to do what everybody else has done or mm-hmm. it looks like they are doing. And I never took the time to stop and listen to what I wanted. Um, we all have different definitions so of success. We all have different end goals. We, And so you can't take anybody else's path. And I had been taking a million other people's paths. <laughs> All um, the paths. And it was really once I slowed <laughs> down um, and figured out my path and sort of reset and recalibrated that I was able to go on this path. And it still is scary. And I still have moments yeah. where I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I take this on? But it it, it feels different because it still feels yes. true to what I want and what I've chosen. And it's not because somebody else has has sort of had that input on my life. Uh, it's so good. Emma, you said that getting around the right people was huge and personal development, huge. You do this now. You coach this now. Can you talk about this now? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's one of those things that uh, the universe works in funny ways. So I've been totally open with my story, with my struggle with anxiety, with imposter syndrome. Um, and it was really once I, I put it out there more via social media, via my website, 
that I started to get a lot of young clinicians reaching out to me and saying, hey, I thank you for saying this. I feel the same way. I've been going through this. Um, and so, you know, via DM, via email, I would sort of um, go back and forth with them a little bit. Um, but then I realized, I sort of stopped and realized, man, like, you know, I put out one blog post and I mean, it's not like I have a massive social media following. I get 55 DMs of people saying me too. Um, and yeah. so I really felt strongly that um, everybody needed to know that they weren't alone, right? This wasn't, they yeah. weren't a one-off DM to me. They were one of a number of people who are feeling yeah. the same way. So, um, you know, I sat on that for a second and thought, like, what could I, what can I do about this? Um, so I, you know, not having a great tech background, I DM'd everybody individually and said, hey, you do you want to, like, do you want to hop on a Zoom call? There's, there's a lot of people who are feeling the same way, and I, I, I feel passionate that um, I want you to know you're not alone and that there are ways um, to help with this. So, you know, I, I ran a couple Zoom calls and then everybody was like, hey, can we do this again? And I, again, sort yeah. of making it up as I go along back then, I, I was yeah, like, sure, yeah, yeah sure, I we love can do it. this again. Um, and I love so, it. This is a totally different Emma. I love it. <laughs> oh my God. And so I, I created like smaller pods. Um, so yeah. I keep it to max um, six clinicians. It is all female. Mm -hmm. um, imposter syndrome does typically um, sort of manifest in females more often than males. And I can mm -hmm, certainly mm -hmm. connect with some of the issues more so there as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, uh, we, we do bi-monthly calls, um, different topics around personal development. So there's a little bit of homework where people are sort of thinking about this stuff on their own. And then we hop on the calls and we're discussing some of this stuff. And I have to say, it's been one of the most rewarding things I, I could have taken on so um, to sort of take something that was such a, a negative and a hardship of mine and now use it to help other people. Like these girls are making moves now. Like yes. I like people are yes. switching into jobs that they want. People are starting their own blogs. People are, are really stepping out into their own power. And I, I think that's it's not by virtue of anything I've done. It's by virtue of them figuring out again their own story and, and how they need to to write their own ship. Emma. <laughs> One heck yes. This is so Yes, yes, this is what I want to bring you on. Like, yes, all the yes. Number two, um, marketing 101. How can people find this thing? Um, so my <laughs> website is in complete transition right now, but uh, you can uh, find more information on my website, um, pressplayphysio.com. Um, also, um, reach out to me via Instagram. Um, my handle's at pressplayphysio. Um, and I, yes. I do have a bit of like an online starter course that people can go through as well. Um, if they're interested in that, they can reach out to me, um, just to get a sense of some of the work that you can do around, um, these feelings of imposter syndrome, anxiety, uh, in order to improve it. It's so good. I'm going to talk a little bit more about the mentorship. It is how long... When does it start? 
So it tell is, me all the yeah. things. <laughs> um, so my next cohort, so my my latest cohort is done this uh, this this month. Uh, the next cohort starts January twenty twenty, um, and it so the first date I guess will be the second week in January, um, and yeah, it lasts six months. So there's twelve calls total. Um, that we do, but then we also have like an active Facebook group and people are always uh, throwing in, you know, if they have a case that's challenging them at work, you know, yeah. then all of a sudden you have 30 people who are providing their input there on uh, patient cases. Uh, if people listen to a good podcast, people are posting that. So it's a really good interactive group. Obviously, the I mean, the quality of the people in these groups, they're all very high achieving. They're all very passionate, all very driven people. Um, So it's a pretty, it's a pretty fun group to facilitate and and be a part of for myself. Yeah. So good. January 2020, folks. This episode will come out, uh, I don't know, sometime in November. It's October 30th right now. So this will come out sometime in November. Um, But you guys, if... You listen and you're like, it me, it me, <laughs> right? Raising your hand, it me. Head on over to pressplayphysio.com. She has a whole, in the tab up tops, it says mentoring. You can click on it. You can go read more. There's buttons on there that you can click. It's a beautifully it's a beautiful page. You did a great job with this. Thank you. You can hit her up on Instagram. You, you crushed it with this. You can hit her up on Instagram if you want to learn more. Is there a specific, uh, and it's six six months long. Yes, yeah. Is there a specific demographic? Meaning, I don't want people to think, oh, I, I have to be like a new grad to have to do this. Like, yeah, is, are there- certainly. So I would say my groups I've worked with in the past have been anywhere between sort of a year to six years out of practice. Yeah, that's six not, years. Yeah, yeah, that's not to say you could be like a brand new grad or be fifteen years out. I think if you're, you know, if you've been out in practice for a long time and you're still sort of battling some of these things, it's still very applicable to you. Um, I uh, personally, I almost feel like you do have to be in practice for a little bit and and get your feet wet before this will be Mm -hmm. helpful for you. So I think the sweet spot would be between two to six years out. Um, but certainly, uh, anybody who's going through this stuff, if there's anything I can do to help always, um, feel free to reach out. This is amazing. <laughs> like, Jesus, I love, I, this, I love bringing people on that are, you're doing the thing and your thing is helping people and just uplifting people, leveling them up. Just like, this is amazing. Emma. I, I cannot thank you enough for, for doing this. Oh, well, like, and- I can't do this. I want, this is amazing. If I can make a difference in somebody else's life and save them from, you know, the six years and the $80,000 of course material uh, that I undertook, I want to do that for them. And I think we can all, we can, we will up-level the profession by following our own path and by following our purpose. Um, The profession will be left better for it. So if I can help with that, I'm happy to. So good. Emma, I have to ask, and you can uh, be as diplomatic with answering as you'd like. Yeah. The the six years or, you know, the $80,000. I don't want to ask, was it worth it? But I will ask, if given the opportunity again, would you do the same thing? Oh, a short answer, no. 
<laughs> but there's more to that. So um, I think so. When I look back on my sort of the courses, the conferences, the workshop, the credentials, um, I think the biggest things I took away from that is networking. The people I met along mm-hmm. the way, I'm so grateful for everybody I've met on, in courses, conferences, whatever it is. Um, I think for me, some of it was also a bit of a confidence boost. Um, so, so there was a benefit there and certainly in doing Mm -hmm, my, um, orthopedic fellowship, I, I do feel my clinical reasoning was improved. Would I go about it as hard and in the same way? Not at all. Um, I think, I think I thought that with every course and every credential and, and everything I did, I would feel better in my day to day. I think I thought I would feel more confident. I would feel more successful. I would just feel less, less of an imposter. Um, And, and no, that did not help that. Um, So I think I could have been more strategic with what I took um, as sort of a postgraduate course. Um, I don't think you need to take everything. I think you need, like you said, figure out where some holes are or um, your clinical interests or figure out what's a good stepping stone for where you want to go and focus on that. But don't just take everything. Um, Don't think, you know, don't go to the buffet and take one of everything. Uh, is, because uh, so, it, so won't, good. it won't give you that confidence. If anything, for me, my anxiety peaked once I had every credential. Once, yeah, once like dude. the physio gods were like, "Nope, you're done." Yeah. I was like, "Wait, but I still don't. <laughs> I still don't feel good." Um, yeah. So, so I think there's a way. I'm absolutely an advocate for. Um, you know, continuing to learn and, and, and up-leveling sure. your knowledge. But I think it can be done in a way that's that's beneficial. Um, and, and making sure, you know, I look back and I was going to courses instead of attending friends' weddings. I was, you know, wow. like I, I gave up so many other life experiences, um, you know, getting my sport um, diploma, I did like, I think something like 500 hours of sport coverage. Oh my God. And you know, that's on weekends. That's, you know, that's instead of getting that downtime, that's instead of refilling your cup. And so you really have to make sure that there's uh, a sort of a means to the end. Yes. This is why I brought Emma on. I don't want to come off as like the anti- fellowship anti-residency person even right. though I am but like I I, I, you know, I think there's, I am, but there's the... so many ways to to get where you want to go and for the for there to be this notion that you have to do a fellowship or you have to do a residency in order to be successful or competent or get this yes. this job that you want I think that is we're doing a disservice to to yeah. new grads and and those coming up within the profession because that's it's just simply not how it works. Just because you've done a fellowship yeah, doesn't mean you're a gold star clinician. I think there's many ways wow. to to get there. Totally, I, I I love what you're doing and what you just said with this. You know, ask yourself why you're you're wanting to do this. And that was the discussion I, I had with the the attendee at my course. 
was basically, what are you trying to get out of this? If you are like, yeah, I'm obsessed with manual treatment. That's all I want to do. And I love it. And I want to like be the master of it because like that is my passion. All right, then this thing can be for you. But if it's like, I'm trying to get more confidence, I'm scared I'm going to you know, hurt someone. And so I like don't want to do this thing yet. And like, I need, I feel that I need more knowledge before that's when it's like, I need you to talk to Emma because <laughs> I'm not the right fit, but you know, figure out the why, why are we doing this? Why are we paying for this thing? Like there's, there's different paths. And if it's like, you are like, you know, dead set on it and you love it and you think this is going to be great for you because you want to get really good in this particular thing, by all means, please do it. But if it's like, I am trying to find more confidence, I'm trying to find, you know, these, these intangible yeah, things. You're, you're not going to find that in a course. You have to yeah, find that yeah. like within it. This is going to sound, come off a little woo woo, but you have to find it within no, yourself. It's, it's real. You have to real, find Emma. it within yourself and that, that confidence will come from nowhere else. You can't, you can't pay somebody uh, for yeah. that. Yeah. So good. Emma, I got a question for you. Yeah. I'm going to wrap us up soon, but I got a question for you. I get messages now and I speak to people now, uh, students, uh, sometimes they are not even in PT school okay. yet. Sometimes they're PT <laughs> students and sometimes they're new grad, but they're all, they're all young in, in terms of like, you know, yeah. work age. Um, and they're worried about getting burned out before they even get a job. They're worried about going into PT before they even get accepted. They're worried about getting a job and getting burned out before they even get accepted to PT school. Do you have any Emma-isms? <laughs> so the first the first thing I would say and it's funny you bring this up because I just posted about this today on Instagram is love where you are right now be where you are right now if you are in if you're in an undergrad degree if you're in PT school if you're a new grad just be where you are right now and, and it, it's not going to change the outcome of the future um, and, and I think that's so important. You know, I, uh, again, I'm, I was guilty of this. I look back and I was like, holy smokes, when I did my undergraduate degree, I didn't realize how great I had it. I was so stressed. Um, and you look yeah, back and right. like, I literally lived within, uh, throwing distance of all my best friends. I could take a nap at two o'clock. And like <laughs> I had, I didn't have a mortgage. Like, how great is that, right? <laughs> um, and so I think, as much as yes, you you always want to make sure you're you're striving forward. Also, be you know, write down what's going really well for you right now. Write down what you've already accomplished. You know, I think we can, especially when we're surrounded by like-minded people and driven people, we can get confused as to how much we've actually accomplished. If you've, you're in your undergrad, you've already graduated high school, which for so many people doesn't happen. Um, You've got into a university, which for so many people doesn't happen. You pass that first course, like you're, you're doing the thing already right? You're well on your way. And so thinking that for some reason, come a PT school, it's all going to crumble or come once you've graduated, it's all going to crumble. You're talking yourself out of all these successes you've already had. The proof is, is what you've already done. So enjoy where you are now. Recognize the accomplishments you've already had to date 
and trust the process. I think things, you know, not everything goes, goes right. Um, all the time, you know, yeah, Yeah, sure. You can think about failing your licensing exam, but I can guarantee you there's a lesson in that and you'll be better for it. Um, so, so putting, putting your energy into the worry for tomorrow or the next day, um, I, I've really come to realize it's not worth it. Enjoy where you are right now. I'm Emma. I'm over here looking like a gift, like a black woman at church with my hands up. Like, preach! It's so good. It's so good, and it's not even. I I'm gonna make. Uh, I don't even know what the word is. A, a case for turning the phrase "woo" or "woo woo" into Canadian. It's just Canadian. It's so nice and so sweet and real. And you're just like, when you put it that way. Yes, you're, it's, that was not the answer I was expecting, but it, it was, but yeah. it wasn't. And I love every single word you said there. So, oh my God, thank you, Emma. That was <laughs> amazing, amazing. You guys, pressplayphysio.com, <laughs> at pressplayphysio on Instagram. Go get yourself some more Canadian yes. Emma-isms because you need this in your, <laughs> in your life. Before I let you go... This is so, so good. Before I let you go, actually, I'm going to plug okay. it one more time. Pressplayphysio.com because people need to hear. Pressplayphysio on Instagram. And she's got a whole mentorship about this. She's got a self-paced program. She's got her, just her on there. If you want to reach out and, and talk a little bit and be like, is this a good fit? There are solutions out there. There is help. And she, I mean, we're talking to her right now. So check that out, guys, please. If this is you and you're like, yes. Sunday scaries are getting overwhelming and like it's anxiety provoking and I don't feel right and this is interfering with my quality of life. There are options. There's help. Emma is, is here, right? What I'm going to ask you, Emma, last thing I ask everybody on the show, is there anything, are there any other Canadian Emma-isms that you would like to leave the people with? You've given us so much already, but I think else? I would leave people with this. I, I think the more whole and happy and light that you are as a clinician, the better you are and the better you can show up for that patient or that person in front of you. And so trust that it's not the toolbox. It's, it's not the book knowledge that you can go and look up anytime. It's how you show up as a human in front of another human that matters um, and, and don't judge yourself on anything else. Emma. Here I am at church again. <laughs> my arms are up. You guys can't see it, but they're up and it's so good. Thank oh, you. No problem. Thank Truly, you for Emma. having me. You're, you are so welcome. This is amazing. Like, thank you for the time. Thank you for, you know, fighting through all of this, working through all of this yourself and, and, and believing in yourself, investing in yourself and coming out on the other side and now giving back of yourself. So thank you. This is really, I appreciate you big time. I'm a big no time. No problem. Time. And I really do encourage anybody if they are, if, if this resonated at all with you, feel free to reach out and also know that it is important to reach out to any resources. It doesn't have to be me, but reach out if you're, if you're feeling this way, because there are solutions, there are things you can do about it. Yes. You guys reach out. Emma, thank you. 
you guys listening. Thank you. I know you could be doing anything, and you chose to listen to us. And for that, we are both endlessly, endlessly appreciative. I'm not going to ask for any stars or any likes or reviews or whatever, anything like that. If you like this episode, I want you to share it with someone who you think could use it, someone who you think could benefit from hearing this. All right? One little thing I asked you to do. All right, that's all I got for you guys. Until next time, my friends, Emma and Maestro, 